I would like to welcome you all to today's webinar. Capital Link has been hosting a series of webinars uh, on a regular basis aimed to enhance the profile of Greece as a business and investment destination. And we are delighted and honored to uh, host this webinar today with uh, in cooperation with uh, City, that has been a strategic partner for years. Uh, as we know, we are hosting this event uh, in uh, New York every year on investing in Greece. And um, City has been uh, the lead sponsor for I don't know how many years now. So I'm delighted to have with us uh, the Minister of Development, uh, Mr. Georgiadis, who is going to log back in. And of course, Mr. Jay Collins, the Vice Chairman of uh, Capital Market of uh, Investment Banking Advisory and Capital Markets of City. Uh, I will very briefly say, until the Minister logs in, that um, economic stability, uh, commitment to reform and growth, uh, an economic uh, recovery plan, a well-designed economic recovery and growth plan, as well as a clear direction and plan to uh, attract foreign investments have underpinned, underpinned the developments, the positive developments in Greece uh, with the current government. And uh, Greece's credibility has been enhanced. Uh, we all see the receptiveness of Greece in the global capital markets. Also, there has been a significant influx of foreign investment into Greece and more is going to come. So I will turn the floor over to the minister. I would like to welcome him for joining us. He has been exceedingly busy. I'd like to thank Jay. And I will conclude uh, by saying that uh, the minister is going to give us, he will have a Q&A discussion with Jay, talk about the landscape of what is happening in Greece today and what is to come. I would like to conclude by saying that the Elinicon project, which for a long, long time has been a vision in debate, now it has come to the stage of being a vision in implementation. And uh, it has entered the execution phase. That's a major milestone. So without any more uh, delay, and again, uh, sorry, sorry for the uh, delay we had uh, starting. Jay and Minister, uh, the floor is yours. Great, well, thank you. Well, first of all- Thank you very thank much. You. Yeah, th thank you again, Minister, for joining us. And um, uh, for those of you joining today, I appreciate your your time and a little patience in a, in a, in a slow start. Um, I think um, what, what we want to do today is, is, uh, is go through um, this extraordinary success of Hellenicon um, and, uh, and, and tee it up a little bit by setting the scene and allowing the minister to talk about some of the current uh, reforms and, and progress. Um, but we've really anchored this call around this uh, final closure of of, uh, of Hellenicon. I had the, had the honor of being a, a, the senior government banker for City for the Hellenic Republic for the past 20 years. But what I'm most proud of in all of those years is, is City's leadership in the privatization of, of Hellenicon starting back, I think, Minister in 2011. Um, but uh, while, while you and the, and the government and the economy are, are just have, have, have done such an extraordinary job through this storm, the, the wind at your back now with Hellenicon, be it the kind of quasi uh, 10 billion euros of, of investment, some 70,000 jobs uh, to be created, um, you know, 1% uh, plus of, of, of GDP um, as a result of this, and, and just the synergies involved in, 
in moving Hellenicon forward and attracting more investment. Um, uh, City, and I want to congratulate you, and I'm sure everyone on the phone want to congratulate you for this achievement. But most of all, I just want to say personally in front of everyone behind the scenes, everybody you know that I know and has been associated with this knows that this last mile of getting things closed would have never happened without you and your just personal dedication uh, to do whatever it took to close this. So on behalf of all of us uh, and your country, thank you uh, for that. Um, I know, um, you know, the, the agenda today is really twofold. Um, and what I thought I would do, Minister, um, is start by asking you some bigger picture questions before we jump into the details of Hellenicon. Before I do, I don't know if there was anything you might want to say by way of, uh, by way of welcome uh, before we move forward. I don't know if I lost you there. I was okay. just saying, did you want to make any uh, opening comments? I have the floor now, isn't it? Yes, please. And then I'll ask you, uh, you know, then I'll go ahead and jump into some questions. Okay. okay. So, so, so yeah, so, so I, I think- First of all, thank you, Jay, very much for your kind words. Uh, I want to thank you for your kind words and I want to say some things as a conclusion of what we said. I always believed that being a politician means uh, to have results. Good words are okay, good words, but if you don't deliver, then nothing important is really happening. In our case, I don't mean on a personal basis, I mean as a government, in the investment when I in this place, when I came in New York, maybe in the first six months I was here in the, in the, in the office, uh, two basic questions I had to answer to all the foreign investors that were investing in Greece. The one question always was the limit if it would ever really start. And the second was what would happen with Eldorado Gold and the big investment in Halkideki. I'm very proud that now that I closed the two years term in this office, both of them has finished. Today, Lambda Development, the developer of the Linicon project, announced their plans and announced that they have already sold all their properties that they could sell in this period. More than in contracts have already been sold in Elinicon from Lambda in less than 30 days from the real starting of the project. So not only we delivered and we managed to finish the job, but it has been proved and today at the same day, I had a meeting with uh, the CEO of Eldorado Gold in Greece, that he gave me uh, a small gift, uh, a small plate that I have it in my office, as a, a, a thank you for the uh, finishing of all the new contracts. So the main two questions that I had when I came to Capital Link in December, 2019, now at mid 2021 has been delivered. 
And I think this is good news. And I wanted to share with you a second good news, not for me and for the government only, but for the Greek economy, in order to persuade you that Greece is a very good place for having investments, much better than many, body, than many people would believe. In 2015, few days before the referendum, one firm from London, BC Partners, decided to invest 425 million to the Greek economy, and they bought a, a, a pharmaceutical industry in Greece called Pharmaten. At that time, many people in Europe and in the were totally crazy that are coming to Greece, that they didn't know if we would still be in the Eurozone after some days, and offering for a small Greek firm 425 million. Yesterday, BC Partners managed to sell uh, Pharma 10, all their shares, to another group, and they did it with a value of 1.6 billion euro. So they earned in six years more than 600, more, more, sorry, more than 1,100 million euros, more than almost 200 million per year, and all the revenues they had from the business these six years that they were all profitable years, 40 to 50 million per year. So they took more than 2 billion overall from this investment in Greece. This is really a very good investment. So if you look what is really happening with investment in Greece, you understand that Greece can be a very good a place for people that they seek serious investment, they have a plan and they want to do their job. And I'm very happy to highlight to you all, I'm sure you know, that one week ago, Ernst Young launched the essay for Greece and the foreign direct investment indicator they had for Greece. We went to the 23rd seat over all European countries, 51 countries. When I came to the office, we were in the 35th seat. We went in the first year in the 29th, and now in the 23rd. And the prediction for the next year is to enter to the first 10 best destinations for foreign direct investment in Europe. All this hasn't happened by accident or by luck, but they are the result of hard working, of real reforms that we're implementing to our economy, of the change of perception of the country that now uh, the people that come and invest here, either they are foreign investors or either they're internal. And I would say this society has been transformed to a very business-friendly oriented society that have uh, more jobs in order to have more prosperous life for our people. Private economy uh, will give the solution. And uh, in order to close my first and then we can start the Q&A, all the privatization program 
the government follows, and it's a very ambitious privatization program, goes extremely well. Uh, this privatization of Egnatia Street, maybe it will be the most successful privatization has ever been made to Greece. Uh, the part uh, was privatization uh, tender extremely well with with high values. And uh, the privatization of the port, Alexandrupoli and Kavala in the north of Greece has already a lot of uh, participations. So at the same time, the, the private project, at the same time, the private project, and at the same time, the privatization project goes extremely well. So I'm very happy that I'm minister in this period. And I can tell you that as a government in a whole, we're working very hardly with the prime minister, of course, in front to follow our dream and transform Greece to a real, very business friendly country. So now I'm at your disposal for any kind of question. Fantastic. Um, minister, um, thank you for those words. I'm going to just uh, say to the technical team, if there's any way, Minister, that they can help you with your sound. Um, because we did have you break up quite a bit during during that. I think we got 95% of it. Um, so if it requires um, something radical, I think we can live with this. But if there is a if there's another sound system that they can mute you out of this and let's, put you in another, let that, me that, try that to do might help. Another thing more. <laughs> if 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 not, we should just we should in the interest of time keep going. But. Um, uh, should we, why, why don't we keep going? And, and if the team has a, another solution from us, uh, Nicolas, interrupt. Um, yeah, I think the minister is trying to- Can you hear me maybe better now? Much better. Good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Okay. So, um, you know, you I was the, listening- the minister always finds solutions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I was listening to you talk about the Ernst & Young report of getting, you know, from- um, from the 20s up into the top 10 and imagining that you, in order to have that dream of top 10, must have one or two projects um, on the back of Hellenicon in mind that you love, that you're excited about, that would be may maybe not of the exact size or scale of Hellenicon, but something else. Is there, is there something uh, that you can tell us about one or two things that are projects that, that we can expect that, you've, that you're sinking your time and focus into now? First of all, now we have the big tender about Hurnes in Crete. We call it the small Hellenicon in Crete. It goes extremely well. I'm very optimistic that at the end, we will have a fantastic bitter uh, that will come with a very famous uh, international partner uh, to do this project in Crete. Uh, if, if you want my opinion, Hurnes, it's the best property anyone can buy in the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, with a lot of potential in front. And uh, I can tell you that we are willing to accelerate our privatization program uh, from the public owned uh, entities. And we will have some very good surprises the weeks to come in this area. I can't announce them here, but you will be very happy when you will hear it. Uh, the government will go in a very more ambitious plan in the privatization program. Great. Um you know, when you, when you look at this uh, recovery and resilience plan of the European Commission, 
uh, Greece is a big beneficiary of, as you yourself have, have said. Um, nonetheless, that comes with uh, a number of conditions, including reform conditions. Um, can you tell us a little bit um, about what you're doing and what you're prioritizing to ensure that Greece has full access to all of those funds? First of all, in order to persuade all of you about the matter of our will to absorb all this European funding, which is a lot, I have to say that, uh, I always believe that better than words, uh, work can talk. When we came in the government and I took the responsibility of this office, Greece's uh, performance in absorbing European funding, the ordinary European funding, uh, was in the 22nd position on overall European Union countries. Today, as we speak, we're in the second position, 26 above. And when we came here, many, body, many people thought, and the commissioner that had sent me a letter in the first week in this office, had the fear that we wouldn't be able to absorb the whole uh, European funding of that time. And today, one and a half year earlier, we have absorbed it all. Uh, and I can tell you that this week, if everything goes well, maybe until Friday or Monday, Greece will be the first European country that we have the official uh, approved from European authorities of the new ESPA, of the new period of ESPA of European funding. We applied first from all the European countries, and this will give us the time to start first from all the other European countries, the absorbing of the money. So we have already proven ourselves very efficient in absorbing. As of for the RRF, which is a new uh, way of funding after the pandemic came and a huge opportunity for Greece. I'm sure you know that our plan has been approved one of the first countries in European Union. And as we speak, and I'm very proud of that, we have already applied to receive the first 4 billion that we have already absorbed it. I mean, no other European countries will have absorbed faster than us money. I can tell you that what we have already done can persuade you that we mean business. As if of the reforms that we have agreed with our European partners. You may know that during the memorandum period of the bankruptcy, uh, some of us, the prime minister himself, Kriakom Jotakis, Kostis Hadzitakis, me, and some others, have proved ourselves the most pro-reformist and pro-memorandum ministers of that time. Why? Because we didn't do reforms because the Europeans were forcing us to do it. We were doing the reforms because we believed in these reforms. We, we really want to change our country. We don't want to change our country just in order to absorb the money. We want to change our country because this is good for our people. And it will give us the money which make our life easier. So all the reforms we have uh, agreed with our European partners are just the government plan that we would do even if we didn't have the funding. But when you have the funding, it's always much better to legislate because you can give the incentive to the people to make it follow it easier than if you didn't have the funding. The reforms are uh, 
faster licensing procedure, easier labor market, uh, lower clawback uh, targets in the pharmaceutical industry, digitalization of the government even more fast than we have already done, uh, training in the private sector of the people in enterprises, small and medium enterprises to be more uh, able to use uh, the digital um, uh, tools that now they are in place and etc. But all these reforms, I can tell you, would be done either with the money, either with not the money. The only thing maybe that we couldn't do without RRF is that we have a huge reform in front, uh, in place, that we would give, we will give huge incentives to very small business and medium business to consolidate to each other because we want to find ways to build bigger scale businesses in Greece. This is one of the biggest disadvantages our economy has in order to be more competitive. And we want to use this money to find the way to build more competitive business in Greece. Great. Um, well, as you talk about being competitive, you may remember when we first met when you and the prime minister came to New York for the first time, we had lunch, you talked about um, not that being very so- beautiful restaurant with very beautiful food. Yes, you remember that? <laughs> Um, but so, so you talked about not being so reliant on tourism and you talked about building uh, another sector or sectors that may not be a new champion equal to tourism, but the need to diversify. And if you had to name, you know, that sector, maybe it's sectors, but um, that would really potentially equal um, tourism someday. Um, what is it? What, what, what is that? I could name you three sectors that has already started to work, but will be accelerated next year. First is the renewable energy. We have accelerated uh, the renewable energy in Greece by digitalizing, closing all the lignite plants of the north. This has uh, attracted already huge investments in the renewable energy in Greece as we speak. And we, are, we have accelerated the license procedure in this area, and now we're going to in place a new law, even for the floating uh, windmills uh, um, in Greece, in order to be able to achieve the most ambitious targets in this uh, area in European Union. And I think we have advantages in this area because the wind and the sun in Greece are limitless, and the technologies now are, all, are also very efficient. The second area is manufacturing. If you see the PMI uh, in May 2021, is the highest level that we ever had in Greece in the recent 28 years. And we think that Greece could again be not an industrial power in the scale, of course, of Germany or other Northern European countries, but efficient enough and much more than we are today. And we can combine that with the logistics, a third part, because as Costco proved in Greece, uh, our location is fantastic, is fantastic for logistics. In these three, I could name you one more that has surprised us also by the speed that it's accelerating in Greece. Is the digital era. Uh, I, I'm sure you know that we managed to attract Microsoft investment here in Greece. After Microsoft, digital reality followed with a huge investment, half a billion dollar. And uh, now I can say to you that other big U.S. companies as Amazon is starting to invest in Greece. So 
this sector also can have a lot of potential. So yes, we want to di diversify our economy. We love tourism, we, ha we have nothing against tourism, but we cannot only depend on tourism. Well, listen, before we turn to Hellenicon, one last question, which is um, your government, you, the prime minister, have talked about innovation and the priority of innovation, um, whether it's ending the brain drain, whether it's entrepreneurialism, venture capital. Tell us a little bit about, and particularly with these investors here, what you're doing to drive innovation um, in the economy. First of all, we have legislated huge, huge incentives, tax incentives, for all the R&D and startup companies that come to invest in Greece. Second, we have already established a big new hub in the center of Athens, in Hropi, the tender is on process, to build a, a place of, of small community that all these companies could work together. And a second, a bigger one in Thessaloniki, Thessintech, that we gave them the free land also to build their businesses inside as a huge incentive from the government. We signed the deal, uh, first of all, we, we worked hardly and we exited Greece by, from the list 301 of the United States of America, the blacklist that was not permitting uh, US companies to come to invest in Greece in this area, so we're not uh, uh, included anymore. Then we signed a deal with US government that US government encouraged US entities of, of digital and R&D to come to invest in Greece. And after this uh, deal, uh, more than 30 U.S. companies has already come and invested in Greece in this area. And not only in Athens, but in Patras, in Crete, and in Yanena. So, and in Thessaloniki, of course. So uh, all these efforts has already started working a lot. And we're, we are sure that the potential in front is huge. Well, so let's go ahead and, 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 and turn to Hellenic on then. Um, I think I just start off with the biggest picture, which is what are the two or three messages that you'd like to deliver to the international community about why this is so important, um, both as a project, but also what it means for, uh, for, the, for the future of, of Greece? First of all, the project itself, it's a huge project. It's the biggest real estate project in the European Union. And it's the biggest private investment in Greece. It's more than 8 billion overall. But the importance of this project is much more than the 8 billion. And I will explain you why. The Linicon will be the first thing someone would see when it comes to Athens and the last thing that would see when it leaves Athens. It's the new face of Greece. And it doesn't come alone. Besides, the Linicon has already started the, the four season in Astir Palace that goes extremely well. Behind Four Seasons, next year, one and only, is opening Nasteria Glifada, another big luxurious hotel. And we'll have a tender for a big piece of land between Chef and Taekwondo in the front line of Athens. So in three or four years from now, the whole coastline of Athens will be totally accelerated, totally different, with a unicorn in the center, with fantastic uh, towers, uh, luxurious villas, a fantastic beachfront, marina, open mall, everything. And at the same time, all the neighborhood around with totally new uh, hotels and uh, houses and everything. So the face of the country is changing. What we want to show you, it's the new Greece. Forget what you knew on, until now. It's the, the new Greece is coming and the Linicon project 
is the ambassador of this new Greece. When I told you about wholeness in Heraklio, I told you this will follow Elimicon and will be compared with Elimicon and the people that will win the tender, they would like to overcome Elimicon. And then a new tender in other place of Greece will happen of the same scale in northern Greece and in Peloponnesus. So at the end, we will not have just one huge Elimicon. We'll have a lot. This is the main idea. And this is what we're working off and we're working very hard and we will do it. Oh, fantastic. I, I will say on a personal note, you know, when, when City was mandated on this project minister, um, there, were, there were those that called it the crown jewel of the entire privatization agenda that the Troika was asking for of Greece. Um, but um, while the Troika continued to ask for more and more, um, there, were so, there were some that viewed this dream to be too big, that it was too ambitious, that it was too complex in the infrastructure, in the, the tourism components, the multiplicity of, of things that had to happen. And, um, and uh, I, I've been privatizing for governments for 30 years around the world, and it is by far the, the projects that I'm, I'm most proud of. So um, congratulations. But on that same personal note, um, you know, I, I mentioned that you have gotten it over the, the edge here. Tell people in a little personal way, what are the two or three things that stand out to you in your mind of those things that you did that just made this happen? That extra phone call, that extra, what was the, what were the two or three things that made uh, this deal close that, I, that you I, personally I, I, got I, involved I, in? I will tell you the truth. When I came to this office, the first day I called Mr. Afanasiu, I called him in, in my office, and I told him that before I exit this room, I want the Linicon to have been started. The next day, the prime minister called him in his office and he gave me the authority to coordinate all the other ministries and public entities that were interfering to this project. And my friend, there were a lot. It was nine other ministries, the Greek and the Hellenic army forces, the Greek Orthodox church, three municipalities, almost everybody. So, the project was really very complex, extremely complex. How we did it? Every Wednesday in my office, we had a meeting with all the ministries, the directors and everybody that was involved to follow the timeline that was very strict. In order to uh, uh, overcome obstacles, I was interfering myself. I remember me calling even simple employees and ministries to fast their signatures. And maybe this doesn't hear good because you would see why you need the minister to do a job like that. But what I want to tell you is that we are so determined to finish the job that if we have to do something like that, we will do it. We will not hesitate to protocol issues and lose time from an investment that we believe it has to finish. My dream, is now with all the legislate and the reforms we do, at the end, nobody would need me to finish his investment in Greece. We try to digitalize everything and make everything so much simple and with so less bureaucracy that you would never need the minister. But un until we achieve this point, we're here to do the job and deliver. And that's what we did in the Linico. So I had a very, uh, efficient team. We were working in a big scale, but in a, 
small scale also. I mean, we did micromanagement also. And at the end, we, 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 we managed to keep the timeline. If the pandemic hadn't come, I think we'd finish some months earlier because the pandemic slowed us a little bit down because for some weeks, we had to deal with the pandemic and not with all the other projects. I mean, my time was uh, all focused on, on the pandemic. So I, I, maybe we, lo we lost three or four months, but this was the only real delay we had. And I'm very, very proud, not only because we delivered to Lambda, but because the actual project is performing so well. So if you look at, uh, at Hellenicana's transformational, as you described it, in, in a way it anchors an ecosystem of other potentialities for Greece, of, of partnerships, of other investments in and around this, what, what do you expect in terms of new partnerships um, or other things that will be related to Hellenicon, um, but that continue this investment? The experience of Hellenicon gave us the ideas of changing our legislation in various phases to make it simpler, because we found out where the problem were. Uh, think as Hellenicon, as an exam we do when we go to the doctor and with X-ray, see the body and try to find out where is the problem. The Linicon gave us this opportunity and all the experience we had, we transformed it to, to laws in order to accelerate the process. So now we're in a much better condition than we were two years ago in all these aspects. Secondly, I can tell you that we're not here to help only Lambda and Linicon. Any kind of project that has any kind of problem, if uh, needs our help, we're here to do it. Let, let me just, uh, Minister, if you don't mind, I'm going to draw in some... Um, yes, but some, I have only, uh, only five minutes more, please. Don't five minutes more, yes. Okay, well, well I guess um, if you look at the potential for leveraging Hellenicon and, and this experience, um, do you think that there's demand from the international community for you know an, an, another investment project of its size and or scale? Is there something that you have um, either associated with Hellenicon or beyond Hellenicon? You will see that the tender for the, for the um, front line of Athens between Sef and Nyarkos, Taekwondo, will have huge interest international. It's a fantastic piece of land. And of course, I told you before, in Crete goodness huge international players has already interfered and will participate in the tender. Uh, so yes, there is a big interest by international players. And in the tourist sector, I have to say, one of the best good news for me is that suddenly big brands like Four Season, Mandarin, one and only, that they were not performing in Greece. Now they are coming and build their business and investing in Greece. Blackstone, for example, invested in Greece and still investing even more. So for us, it's not only that we have investors, but we have clever money, good investors, firms that we needed to transform our country and our tourist project in a much higher scale are coming to Greece. And this is, for me, the good news for the future. Um, I know you have limited time, but one of the, the questions from the participants today talks about how you were able to cut through bureaucracy to get this done, but asked the question of what, you know, beyond Hellenicon, is, is the, are those changes permanent? 
Have you yes, been yes. able to eliminate through, bureaucracy in this through process? Through Elinicon, I told you before, we realized all the problems our system had and we have already legislated. So in the future, we wouldn't have to do the same job again. The, the, the changes are permanent, totally permanent. And the licensing procedure through uh, various phases, now it's much, much faster than two years ago. Uh, I have to tell you that I work very closely with the World Bank. One of the goals we have is to accelerate ourselves with doing business indicator. We have a very strong agenda, reforming agenda with the World Bank. We keep it in a very strict timeline. And uh, you will see great results in this area also in the months to come. I don't say in the years to come, I say in the months to come. Great. So I know you have a hard stop in two minutes. There is one question not related to Hellenicon, but that's I think interesting and very much um, something that you talk about, which is supply chains. And the question is, is that given all of the supply chain disruption and, and change in dynamics due to COVID, how will Greece better take advantage of itself as a hub, as a location to integrate itself into into supply chains, I into global before, supply chains. I told you before that logistics is one of the areas that we think we have a, a real good capability. And this is the reason we announced with Mr. Karamanlis, my colleague, Minister of Infrastructure, a huge plan and through RRF for in uh, up, upgrade the uh, uh, infrastructure of the, of the railway of train uh, in order to connect it with our big ports and with the big logistics centers. Uh, you see, as the people in the real estate always says, the important thing with the real estate is location, location, location. With Greece, the location is very obvious, my friend. Right. <laughs> We're in the middle of three continents, a member of European Union with a big uh, fleet uh, of ships. And I, I think, there's nothing that we don't have. Now the infrastructure of the roads is fantastic and almost finishing. We will, we will, we will fix the railway also and everything will be in place. Nah. So minister, you have 120 investors uh, on this call today. And so it's great that we were able to hear from you. I wanna thank Nicholas again, you and, and uh, I know Nicholas and I on behalf of City um, congratulate you again and, and hope this has been helpful to uh, the investors, Nicholas, I don't know if you had any parting words before we break. Okay, quick thank you to the minister, of course, and to you, Jay and City. I would like to mention also that two weeks ago, we hosted uh, another webinar together with Minister Karamanlis and EY, and we had a very detailed plan on how Greece is competitively and strategically positioned as a global maritime and logistics uh, hub. So I urge everybody to go to capitallinkwebinars.com and get all the details. So, to both of you, thank you. Uh, let me let, let let me Nick let me comment a little. I want to thank Capital Link. I want to be heard publicly. Capital Link provides um, very good help to Greece, not only now but for many years now, by being one of the most important forum investment forum we have to show to international investment community what exactly we're doing. And this is very important for the job I'm doing here, uh, dear me. So I really want to thank Capital Link for that and for the opportunity we had today. Sorry for the technical problems uh, uh, in the beginning, but that's the spirit. We have problems, 
that we managed to solve it and do the job. Minister, I have the feeling that we started with the problem so that you could have the opportunity to show us how you solved the problem. Okay. okay. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, thank you again, and thanks to all of you for, for joining us. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good rest of your day. Thank this you. This will be available uh, for replay. We expect a lot of people to come and access it. Uh, part of what we do today is to create a digital library that will remain there for a good portion of it. Jay, thank you. Thank you.